Well, God is good. Why don't you sit down? Some of you have been standing a while. You don't have to sit down in your mind, though, you know. Don't be like that little boy who got in trouble in school and had to stand in the corner and said, I'm standing up on the outside, but I'm sitting down on the inside. It's important to know that, uh, and then some in particular need to know this, that you can remember the event of pain or tragedy without that event continually holding you or carrying the sting that it once did. You know, some, here's the problem. Sometimes people think, how am I ever going to live my life in any kind of normal way after what's happened to me or what I've done? You know, it can be either way to you or from you. Either way, how can I ever, how can this even be possible? Uh, well, with God, all things are possible. And uh, it just as real as people are healed of very serious physical conditions, people are healed of very serious emotional uh, and internal issues. They really are. And it doesn't mean that you'll forget in the sense of you'll never remember that something happened to you. I mean, you may on some level, but, uh, you know, that'll probably remain. But it doesn't have to sting. It really doesn't have to be a weight on your soul for the rest of your life to where you're feeling like I'm a damaged person. Amen. Come on, have faith in God, my friends. Not living damaged forever. He, his restoration is a real thing. It's not just a word. <laughs> not just a, a saying. Amen. It really works. It really happens. I know there are testimonies of marriages that were really uh, horrible and really, truly were restored. And they're awesome. I've heard many stories of that. I mean, on the brink of, you know, murder. <laughs> Probably double murder. <laughs> you know, and literally people are in love and it's awesome. L- really, that happens. And there are people that have felt like the lowest human beings on the planet and felt like the total waste of flesh. And God restores significance and value and they carry their head high amen I mean some there are some mightily used men and women of God today they helped many many people and that was their start meaning they had a rough go at it some things happened to them and it's amazing to see what God really really does praise God amen amen well God is good Let me just pray for a moment. Father, thank you for working in this house tonight. You're working in us. We believe in you. We acknowledge your presence, your ways. You're leading us into what we should say and do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We need not fear or ever be afraid of anything going forward, of anything in the future. We're not concerned about the future. We're not worried about it. We have our faith and our trust in you. Everything's going to be fine. Glory to God. We give you all the praise, all the glory in Jesus' name. Let me just go give you a couple nuggets. I don't have a a teaching or anything or like a major full-on. Do you have a Bible with you? (laughs) I sense doubt from the front row. (laughs) You know that book at the end? Uh, Revelation. 
Could you find that one? It's the last one. Revelation 3 and verse 11. Behold, everybody got it? Behold, I am coming quickly. When's he coming? I know this was written a while ago. (laughs) You know the timing of the Lord is kind of different than our schedule. Quickly means like 10 minutes for us. And, uh, but you know, the scripture also says with the Lord a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. So we think it's been, you know, about two days. So behold, the Lord said, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have that no one may take your crown. Interesting language there. Hold fast to what you have. So no one takes your crown. Uh, Go over to 22. Revelation 22. And verse 12, 22:12. in case you didn't know if he was serious. And behold, I am coming, what's the word? Quickly, quickly. And my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Praise God. He started it, he's going to finish it, and he's coming quick, coming soon. Isn't that interesting? Look down, I think there's another one of those in that chapter. Look down, verse 20, 20, right at the end. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. I don't think we should say come Lord Jesus just to rescue rescue us out of our our uh you know loss and our suffering. I think he wants us to get the victory. But still, nothing you can have in this life is going to compare to the next. So even if you're living life and living large and happy and blessed and doing the will of God, there's still something on the inside of you that says, "Come on, Lord." Come on, let's do this. Uh, I can't wait for you to come back soon. He is coming quickly. Now, again, it's interesting to me that these words would be recorded at this time many, many years ago. God knew what he was doing. He knew that quickly with him would be probably different, interpreted differently by them and us than himself. But apparently he wanted everyone to know from the time of these writings until today, until the end, everyone was supposed to have this same mentality of he's coming quickly. Right, So it wouldn't be wrong for any generation, uh, any century going all the way back for people to say, the Lord's coming soon, the Lord's coming soon, the Lord's coming soon, right? It would be biblical. And God wanted people to think that way, didn't he? He wanted people to be ready. I mean, no matter when the end comes, the end for you <laughs> is relatively measurable, right? Uh, everybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, your body is not going to last forever. Uh, nevertheless, um, many of us, and you could say generations before thought this too. I know. Well, I'm, I think it too, though. 
Uh, many of us believe that we're getting very, very close to the end. And uh, the more we see the things around us in the world and, and see the, the, the prophecies of old coming to pass right before our eyes, it should make us lift our eyes. It should make us uh, realize that the Lord is coming back. The question then goes to how do we conduct ourselves? What should be our attitude? What should be our behavior in these last days? All right. If the Lord is coming soon, what does that have to do with me right now and how I live my life? That would be important, I think. Don't you, don't you think? I mean, we can talk about when and try to figure it out and, 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 and that kind of stuff. But more important than that is how do we conduct ourselves? How do we live our lives today? And one thing that I believe is very, very important is our, our connections with the right people. Okay, you, you've read, I've read this even recently over in the book of Acts chapter 4 after the disciples were, were threatened not to preach in the name of Jesus any longer. And the first thing they did in Acts chapter 4, I think it's the 23rd verse, it says, and they went to their own companions or their own company. Remember, they got with their own crew and they started praying, seeking God. They all got filled with the Spirit and spoke the Word of God with boldness and the house shook and great things happened. Uh, but when they, and by the way, that was the beginning of the last days. Okay, You read in the first part of the book of Acts, it says uh, Peter was preaching. He started quoting the prophet Joel. These, um, it's, it, you know, uh, how's it say it? It shall come to pass in the last days I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And so the last days have been happening for two days. Right, just the last couple of days before the Lord comes, and that's one of the another one of the reasons why we think we're real close. Uh, uh, but that was the last days, and so their last days behavior is should be similar to our last days behavior, right? And when they were threatened, when they were in trouble, when there was chaos all around them, what did they do? They went to their own. They went to their own company, their own people, and this is something uh, that I think we should. Be aware of how God thinks in regards to um, the connections that we have, the relationships that we have. Um, you know, the Proverbs, I think it's the 18th Proverb that that says, uh, it, 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 it talks about isolation. The one who isolates himself seeks his own. You've read that, I think it's 18 and 1. I uh, could be wrong, but some of you will probably look it up and check me. And... Uh, uh, but if you isolate yourself, it just you're seeking your own and, and not not the uh, you know you're selfish. <laughs> and, and so God's plan has always been that His people would be together. Did I get it right? Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but being together is uh, a loosely defined term. Okay, what do you mean, um, my own companions, my own company? Who is that? Okay, think about it this way. If, if if you're a believer, I imagine most are here. This is a believer's meeting. If you're a believer, if we could think of it like a circle, well, all the body of Christ would be in that circle. In one sense, that big circle is our company. Okay? It's... Uh, Christians who are that have differing beliefs on on certain subjects, but they agree on the salvation that comes only through Jesus. Uh, there are believers all over the world. There are Christians will never meet in this life, right? And they're in the circle. Okay, so who's our company? Who do we go to? We're de- we definitely in the big circle. We we see we can any anyone who's, who will call on the name of the Lord. They're my brother. They're my sister, right? And then we acknowledge that. But we know that they're, we're not connected necessarily to all of them. And 
I mean, in, in, a, in a broad sense, we are. That's the Lord's doing. But in a practical way, we're not. All right? I'm never going to know most of them. Um, we know also that, that the Lord revealed to, uh, to Paul and others uh, about how his church is, is like, a, like a body. Right? That's why we're called the body of Christ. He's the head. Right? We are the body. The church is the body of Christ. Well, uh, there are, in one sense, all body parts have some connection to others, but not all directly, right? You know, I mean, you know how some people can uh, take their hands and they could put them down their back and lock? Some of you can do that, huh? That's so wrong. <laughs> you know, there's parts of my back I can't reach. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And some of you can't, but I'm just saying there. So, so my hand, this hand will never fellowship with the middle of my back. <laughs> it just doesn't go there, but it has constant connection with, you know, the things that it can, it can touch. Right. And, and you could say, you know, the bottom of your foot, never gonna, well, I have a, I had a friend in, in Bible school. He could do that thing <laughs> uh, and he could put his, his leg over his head. Can any of you do that? You can do that. There's multiple people in here who can do that. You can do that too. Wow. I'm getting commentary. He's 6'4 and can do that in other countries. Uh, and you can do that. Well, that's a gift. Or a sickness. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, but for the average person, their foot is never going to have fellowship with the back of their neck. Right, most of you agree with that. It's like mine, not going to happen with me. All right, uh, but we know there are certain parts of the physical body that don't really come in contact with other parts of the physical body. Likewise, in the body of Christ, it is really the Lord's design. It's not a problem. It's not like you're antagonistic towards or have some kind of ill relationship with other parts of the body of Christ. But He does. We're all in this circle. But then there are, if you will, smaller circles. Okay, there's this one, and there's this one, and there's this one, there's, and there's probably, I mean, it's used as an illustration, but there can be a lot of circles. There are certain people God wants you to be very close to, and others you're never going to have fellowship with. It is right to honor that. It honors God when we honor the connections that he sets up. When he ordains a relationship, we should treat that as a holy thing. This is a big deal. This is God's design. He wants something to get from me to them and them to me. Right? He wants uh, both of our lives to be sustained in some way, spiritual, natural, whatever it is. But he wants it to be sustained because of that relationship. What happens is if we do not honor and value the connections that God has made, then we cut off the supply of his spirit in that area. How I many know he thinks of these things in advance? There's not a whole lot he's doing by chance. Uh, hey, here's an idea. He's got a master plan beyond our comprehension how he can organize and arrange and, and move people around and do different things. But when we know that God has connected us somewhere with certain people, we should value that. We should honor it. We should treasure it. We should look for its, its, uh, its blessing. Okay, I, there are certain things, I'm, certain situations, certain relationships I know that are of God. Okay, I'll use the obvious. 
this is a relationship I know for me is of God. Okay, I can't treat it lightly or think of it as just a small thing or, you know, or, you know, think of it as a job. I got a job. I got a I got a good church to pastor. Oh, holy smokes. This is this is so much more than an opportunity, so much more than, you know, a job or a position. It's a God thing. Because of that, I can't just, if I get tired of it or get mad at some of you, not that I would ever do that, but, you know, I can't just, like, entertain that and let it eat me up and then leave. I'm messing with something holy. I would have just cut off something that uh, he wanted to do in me and through me towards other people, right? And, and how, how many know that's not just the case with a pastor, it's, it's not just the case with a nose, but an ear, but an elbow, but a finger. With all parts of the body, he really does have a design, and you're in the big circle, but where you're in and that, where you are in that big circle really does matter. You know, the idea people say sometimes, well, it doesn't really matter where you go to church as long as you go to church. Well, that's not a scripture. That's just a modern-day uh, American version of I want to do whatever I want. If I get offended, I can do whatever I want. At least, at least I'm going to church. Come on, that's called, that's called going AWOL, I think. Right? It, we should never have the heart, well, I just serve, serve the Lord however I want, wherever I want, whenever I want. It's all up to me and my preferences. Knock it off, man. If you've been a believer for more than a minute, you should start praying about your decisions. <laughs> Yeah, you ought to seek the Lord concerning your life and your future and, and where he has you. And when he has, when he joins you to people, you treasure that. You say, this is a big deal. I'm not, I'm not going to take this lightly. In fact, I've, I've noticed this over the years many times, how there are certain, certain ministries, ministers, certain people that I believe the Lord has he wants me to be connected to or receive from and there are others that he doesn't want me to be connected to or receive from and that might sound like a strange statement they're in the circle so I would never say never I would never say oh I'll never hear anything or receive anything from this person or this ministry Uh, because I would I mean the Lord may do something at any given time because we are one body but as a practical rule, he just didn't connect me with that part. I can appreciate them from afar and say, you go, you obey God, you do what God wants you to do. But I'm not really going to be involved in it other than praying for all saints. Yeah. But he's got me connected over here and this is what's going to work for me. And so if I'm, if I'm connecting myself, if I'm saying, oh, yeah, everyone's listening to this person now. Hey, everyone's listening to this guy, this lady on YouTube, and and so I I should probably do that because everyone's doing that. No, you might just waste a whole bunch of time and end up confused. Because is God in it? Is he leading? Did he connect you? If he did, you go for it with all your heart, you know? But if he didn't, just say, oh, yeah, they're great. You don't have to be judgmental about them or anyone else. You don't have to have have an opinion. It's like, yeah, whatever. But I'm going to stay plugged into what I'm going to do. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord really does know what, he, what he's doing. 
He really does, and he makes these connections. Uh, I mean, again, I, I can I can use probably lots of examples, but I could use just you know the obvious w- with us. If the Lord sends someone here, then He wants them to get to know certain things that we do. That's His design. Amen. So, you know, to be. Uh, antagonistic towards that you might say well you have stuff that other people don't have well probably and they probably have stuff I don't have (laughs) you know it's not about that it's not about one upping another church we're not the only church someone could come here and they have zero connection I don't know why I'll talk to the Lord about that later but (laughs) but but you know what I'm saying ultimately let's trust him trust him and his, his guidance yeah I mean, actually, many years ago, there was a guy I knew really well, and he came to a few of our services, and I thought, well, he's going to be a part of our church, because I knew him on a friendship basis, and I, I knew him really well, and, and he came and talked to me. He said, I don't, I don't think the Lord wants me to go to this church, <laughs> and he was just shooting me straight, cause, and I, I just looked him in the eye. I said, really? Do you have a check in your heart when you come? He said, yes, I think I do. I said, listen, I wouldn't be a good friend, or I wouldn't be a good pastor, either one, if I told you to stay here. I said, you need to go somewhere else. Now my mind goes, hmm, what, why, why, why? What's the problem? I don't know. And it's not really, not everything is my need to know. He, need, he needs to walk with God for himself. And, uh, and I need to do what I'm supposed to do, right? And to trust the Lord. He moves people. What we don't want to do, though, is just move ourselves. You know, because something is... You know, what someone else I know is doing. Well, stop that. Don't do that. Stay in your place because you'll spin your wheels. You'll work hard. You'll go through the motions and do a lot of, you know, spiritual or even religious things and not make any progress. And you might be years down the road and you're kind of the same or even a little bit less. Yet you haven't turned your back on God or anything. You just made a wrong connection. Amen. You know, one of the things the scripture says what happened to happen in the last days is uh, uh, people would be, um, they would have what's called itching ears. Remember that passage? Where's that? Is that uh, 1 Timothy? 2 Timothy? 3 Timothy? 4 Timothy? Uh, <laughs> uh, itching ears, meaning they're all, they're just, they can't wait to hear another new thing. They can't wait to hear the latest Revelation, and sometimes they're not revelation; they're just inspiration, your perspiration. Yeah, and uh, but their latest thing, and they got to hear something new. Hear something new. Got to itch and ear. Just got to hear something else. And they're not doers of the word; they're just they're looking for something else. Last days stuff. Did you find that verse? Four three. What was it say? Or I'll just read it out of your Bible. Is yours inspired? <laughs> for the time will come. It's Second Timothy four three. See, second Timothy, first Timothy, second Timothy, third, fourth. Yeah, I said all the. <laughs> the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Okay? And I think some of that, where they actually get off track, but some of it, they're just deciding, hey, we're all in the body. Let's go over here. Let's go over here. Let's go over here. Let's go over here. Uh, and don't don't take this personal, or or, or do take take it personal, but don't raise your hand. Um, <laughs> but I've had different people over the years tell me, and they think 
Anyway, I don't mean this as a criticism to you or any humans because people know what they know. But they've told me, I've been to a lot of churches in my life. A number of people have told me that over the years. I've been to many, many churches. Well, unless you're called to travel and preach in different churches, that's not really a big positive in my mind. <laughs> you know? I mean, because where were you? Sorry, but can I just say this? Where were you faithful? Where did God have you? And I know the Lord can make some changes. I'm not limited. He, he'll move people at times when, you know, but just say, I've been like 25 churches. And I, were you faithful at any of them? Did you ever serve? Did you, where did you put your tithe? You know, I told you uh, sometime back, I ran into a young lady at the, at the gym and she came to me. Hey, Pastor Mark, how you doing? I said, hey, what's going on? She says, I assume she goes to the church, but I didn't recognize her. And I said, so you've been, so you come to, you come to church? Awesome. How long you been coming? She said, actually, I go to five churches. I said, oh, okay. You know, and I just smile and be nice and, and I'm not there. I'm there to lift weights and not mess her up, but, or, you know, I didn't go there to correct people. And she's just telling me, uh, this and I go to like five churches. So then, you know, obvious questions. Well, where do you serve? Where do you give? You know, yeah. Who's your pastor? Who, who calls you out on something if you go squirrely? You know, I mean, where does God have you? And sometimes people do that. They're just immature and don't know. They're tossed to and fro by different waves of doctrine and so forth. And, uh, but I'm saying as we're going to grow, we're going to mature in the things of God. We shouldn't be that way. If that's your past, that's fine. There's forgiveness and mercy and grace, and I'm not here to throw stones at anybody, but let's be solid going forward. Yeah, because in the last days, we should go to our own companions. We should be around our own company. Say, well, who is that? That's something for you to know. It's something for me to know. Who is my company? Where's the company the Lord has put me with? Amen. And there's the immediate, the local church is the body of Christ. I think that's the biggest, our company. Yeah, our companions. And then there's other, there's, you know, for, for, for us, there's segments of the body of Christ that preach the, you know, the spirit-filled message. That preach the gospel of healing and forgiveness and the gifts of the spirit and faith and that kind of stuff. I think they're closer to me in the circle. You know, the Lord leads me to connect with those type of ministries more often and he will do the same for you. We're not saying that someone else on the other side, you know, other leg isn't valuable or has, doesn't have good things. They do. And I appreciate them. And if the Lord ever talks to me about them, I'll go connect. But if not, stay in my place. Amen. I think the Lord wants us to be ready for the last days to be, um, for all of us just to be in the right place at the right time. You know. Under the spout where the glory comes out. Where is that spout in your life? You want to be in the right place. Praise God. Be in church. Be in the right, connected to the right people, right relationships. Watch how the Lord will use you in, in relationships. Amen, amen. I found it interesting over the years, different times the Lord has given me, uh, you know, a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom for someone. He spoke to me concerning someone else. So often it's there's a relationship there. It's interesting. So often. And I say a relationship. Relationships are at different levels. I have a pastoral relationship with most of you. So 
Uh, but there's a relationship established there, and then the Lord uses me to speak into their life. Hallelujah. Amen. Some, no, I can't say that. Um, praise God. It would, I'd have to explain it, and then, it, then I'd leave you on a confusing note. God's not the author of that. Praise God. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you for working in us. Thank you for the move of your Holy Spirit.